You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we come to you today for a special episode, it's Australian Survivor time, and we're giving you as much warning about this episode as Channel 10 did with the cast of Australian Survivor because we are two days out from season six premiering on Australian television. They've released the cast finally. When they say release the cast, They've released a few names and pictures, and that's about all they've done. They're about as prepared for this season as I think we are, so why not come into this with that exact same attitude? And we've got a special way of doing it today. I'm excited for it. It's going to be great. And joining me on the line is a man who knows all about Australia, because he's still living there. Um, <laughs> it's Julian Gronenberg. Hello, Julian. Welcome back to the Oz Network. Uh, thanks for having me. I hope I know more about Australia. I think I know a little bit more about Australia than some of these people. But, um, yeah, I know about 50% of them. And now I've just been like it's the, the rest of them have been spewed out to me. So, um, yeah, this should be interesting to give our, our takes on the people. Well, it should be. And basically what we're doing here today is uh, we're trying to cap ourselves at the 60-minute mark. The clock started ticking as soon as we started. So hopefully by you downloading this episode, you've seen whether or not we have succeeded with that. But um, it's we're into Season 6 of Australian Survivor. Um, it's, I guess, an exciting time uh, for Australian Survivor fans. Uh, I mean, just a quick background from you, Julian, because I know we talked a little bit about this sort of a month or so ago when we did our Survivor episode. Uh, I mean, are you pumped for Australian survivor again a new one coming along right now yeah i'm more pumped than i was like about a month ago i was just like oh survivor fatigue and and i'm coming off the back of um that 38 season that we shall not name but but yeah like i i am actually a little bit excited i just am worried that they just are going to draw it out a little bit too long like channel 10 have done and um and it runs out of steam i think sometimes because the episodes are so long and there's you know three a week um actually we're going to get five in the first week um when we have the wednesday and thursday night then back again sunday monday tuesday so um yeah no i'm excited though i think it's i think there's some interesting people um and yeah i think um I think it'll be good to see how these people sort of play out because there are some bigger names, I reckon, uh, this time than last year with the champions versus the contenders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's And it's interesting. I, I agree. I think that it's going to be interesting. And, like, I've repeated this several times. We obviously had Matt on a, a week or so ago and kind of I'm still right now barely halfway through season five. So uh, it's going to be interesting for me to watch this. And I guess our coverage we're planning is kind of, you know, we're not going to be doing every episode. We're not even probably going to be doing once a week. It's almost going to be maybe, you know, part one, part two, part three. We'll spread it out where we can. But we, we'd like to do one of these episodes at least. But, um, yeah, Australian Survivor, look... Just from my perspective, usual complaints. It's way too long. Uh, we don't need 25 episodes. We don't need it five times a week. We don't need every single episode being like an hour without commercials. Um, in my opinion, we don't even need champions and contenders again. Uh, I've halfway through oh, last, 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, halfway I'm, through I'm last actually, season, I'm not liking it at all. So I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this. It's infuriating, and I um, it is a bit infuriating that they had to feel like. Like, I know why they did it, and I can hear the reply to that straight away. It's like, well, isn't it better to have a season than no season? I 100% agree with that, but that still doesn't mean I wanted to see champions versus contenders again. Like, yeah. if they could recapture some of the um, essence of the, um, the, the fourth season um, or the second rebooted season, um, then I'd be happy because that was um, – I, I still think it had the problems of – 
they harped on too long. Episodes were too long. You got too much of those generic confessionals of, um, oh, you know, I'm just in it to win it. I'm going to be, you know, like just not confessionals that said something without really saying something and and just generic sort of gameplay confessionals. And if you trim those out and just sort of tell the story, I think a 40-minute episode is all you need. But, um, yeah, look, I, I'm still happy to have it back and I think – um, it is good to see our own version of the show. So, yeah, happy. I agree. I think, too. yeah, it's a good way of saying it. It's great to have our own version. It's fantastic. Obviously, you know, it can be a little bit different than the US one. We're obviously used to it. It can't be exactly the same. But, um, yeah, I, I just think Australian Survivor has a lot more issues with it that a lot of people give it, you know, can actually talk about. And it still baffles me and frustrates me that you have so many people, particularly US people, who watch our version and say, like, oh, it's so much better than the US one of, like, the last 10 seasons or so. And, like, again, US Survivor hasn't exactly been brilliant in the last, you know, five to 10 seasons. But if you are to comparing these apples to oranges, there's no, US Survivor still obliterates the floor with Australian Survivor when it comes to editing, pacing, hosting, um, you know, players. Uh, even yeah. though we've had some dud casting, I would say, in the last few years for um, US Survivor, just, like, Australian Survivor, like, somebody asked me this today, like, what would be your favourite season of Australian Survivor? And I had to think about it for a while, and I honestly said, and this is something I never thought I would ever say in my life, I said, like, probably the first Channel 9 one, just because it actually, on paper, has better players, it's tightly wound, sure, it's got its issues as well, don't get me wrong, but it's just, like, I just don't think you can hold a candle to some of the players in that one, then I just don't feel we've had a, a high bar of player um, in the 10 or 10 versions, particularly who's lasted long enough. So anyway, we're whole yeah, other there's, there's a whole <laughs> lot of issues. There's, there's a whole lot of issues with the kind of winners that we've seen yeah. uh, from the, the rebooted version um, formatting-wise. And can I, I'll just mention one more gripe before we sort of get into the people, I suppose. But I just hate uh, – they better change the music this year because I don't know if you've noticed, but – they just keep replaying each season like the sort of dramatic little music over and over again, like um, just before they're like plotting and scheming after the after the immunity challenge. And and um, I don't know if other people have noticed that, but I'm just like, oh man, like just and it's a bit over dramatic too. Like I mean, Very. I, America America usually dramatizes stuff, but I feel like we've we've um, given them a good run for their money as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think. Yeah, I think we need to come back and do another episode on this, Julian, because, you know, it's sort of, uh, there's lots to go through. But basically, I'll say, so we're here to go through all 24 of these uh, contestants, and this literally dropped a few hours ago. Um, and there's another issue we're sort of talking off air, because uh, Linda was going to join us too, but uh, unfortunately couldn't make it work, but we're going to get her on later on in the season, that, you know, it's baffling that Channel 10 have released this full list only two days out from premiere date. Now, obviously, the majority of this cast has been leaked, particularly with the champions, but but, you know, US Survivor, they release it a month beforehand and kind of give you enough traction to, to analyse and sort of get yourself excited. Whereas this one, it's just kind of like, boom, here it is, two days, here's your cast. Um, and it's not even just a Survivor aspect. I feel a lot of reality shows in Australia do this sometimes, but still they still will drop it fairly early. So it's, it's interesting. But um, the one thing on the official lists that uh, you and I were sort of having a brief talk off air was particularly with the contenders, there was no, like, last names or where they are from, states and everything. Someone has gone onto Wikipedia and done their research and have updated this, so I can tell you last names 
and locations. I can automatically start off by saying, Julian, that six seasons into Australian Survivor, we still have no Tasmanian contestant, the only state or territory not represented on this uh, show. How the fuck is that possible? Fuck you, Channel 10. Um, still, Shane Gould, technically she lives in Tasmania, but she's not a Tasmanian. Um, but still, yeah, it's frustrating. I, I don't see why they, they can't. There's obviously got to be someone, and um, and if not, just like make room for someone. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, someone might say, oh, well, there there might not have been. No, there there would be someone good enough. You don't know who's going to be good enough. They're taking a gamble on all these people, to be honest. Yeah. You don't know what anyone's going to be like really until they're on the show. I'm sure they could have um, found someone from Tassie. Um. But, yeah. I get, I get it. Casting has a thing. You can't just automatically, you know, segregate and say, we have to cast some from Tasmania. I understand no. that. They base it purely on that. And, like, I am probably more of an advocate of that. I am definitely not somebody who thinks you should automatically get a slot because you're from a certain place or you're from a background or you're a race religion. I think it is on the merit of casting. I get that. But at the same time, based on particularly last season, some of the casting choices were woeful. Uh, so how they get chosen and like Tasmania is a quirky place. You know, like, we've got some great people. One of the greatest reality contestants in Australian television history, Reggie, is from Tasmania. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. anyway, like that's a little gripe. But so we're going to quickly go through these people. Um, we're not going to do things like placings and things like that. You know, we just, I think all we're really going to do here is just give some initial thoughts. Maybe you can give a bit of a like oh i think they will go well or i don't see how they're going to go here just you know things around there itself um and i think we can kind of go through this and i will say julian i know you were reading through these a lot i've not read all of these so a lot of these i'm reading uh, as i'm learning right now on air so i've got the most freshest opinions here you've got fairly fresh opinions so i think this works well it's random we like it's it it's kind of fun in a way i think it is kind of fun to like have a bit of an idea i know where we're saying oh pity that channel 10 we don't have all the bios and all that sort of stuff, but it's kind of fun to have some of them be complete mystery as well in a way because mm-hmm. um, everyone's going in blind and it's blind anyway, but it's even more so. So, we're, we're yeah, I guess it's going to be interesting. I found that actually because obviously with the catch-up on the US ones, you know, I went into at least three of the seasons not looking at any of the cast beforehand. So, to me, it was very fresh and it does make it unique watching it, I think. So, uh, let's get to the Champions Tribe. Uh, so, a few of these I think you and I talked a little bit about when we talked about this a few months ago, but I agree with you. I think we've probably got a few more well-known people this season when it comes to our uh, champions. Now, I'm just going to start here with Janine Alice, uh, she's a prominent businesswoman, and is she not also a former... She's not a former politician, is she? No, she's a Shark Tank woman. Um, yes. So, yeah. uh, Boost Juice woman, that's who she is. Uh, so, she'll make you a juice, that one. Yeah, she'll, exactly. She'll <laughs> now, are you a Boost Juice fan, Julian? <laughs> I love a good Boost Juice. Yeah, Banana Buzz is my um, go-to. It's more of a smoothie, that one. Um I find I find it if my stingy side um, finds them a little bit dear, but what's you know everything's getting expensive these days, Ben. Um, so I am a fan of her product. Um, I actually get them. Uh, yeah, like she's she's one I'm pretty excited about. I I don't know much about her. She's worth sixty six million dollars. I can see here. Um, I mean, it's great that we kind of. I like it that the champions can, you know, because you think of champions, you think of just like your athletes and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's, I like that you kind of have people like this. We had, um, who was a lawyer woman last season? Uh, who, Sean. yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, cause I, I like this. I don't know much about her. Um, 
I I think she might do okay, but I feel like she's going to be one of these ones that's going to be overshadowed by a lot more of the characters on this show. So, yeah, I don't really have a lot to add. <laughs> she... Yeah, I'm hoping she's a big character. I mean, she looks pretty good for 53. She looks pretty fit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm surprised she went on the show in a way because she's already got her Channel 10 gig um, with Shark Tank. And, you know, like, she, it's a little bit of a risk, but... Um, yeah, I, I want her to be a big character. I want her to be ruthless and just calculating and just vicious as well, but probably not. Probably not. An older cast this one too, actually. Only five of the 24 contestants are under the age of 30. Uh, no one on Champions is under the age of 30. So... Um, That's a good point. It's a very, yeah. uh, an older cast, which I, I like that. I like that aspect kind of, you know, we don't just have, you know, 20 something, you know, buff people. That's the ch- contenders last season. It was just all the, the bro channel with all the six packs and buffs and all that. It was. And, and I think that was maybe to compete with the real ex athletes. Yeah. But now, because they're a bit older, um, we will see hopefully a more even playing field. And, um, and yeah, I like having one tribe. It's kind of like the Nicaragua, the, um, Old versus the young a little bit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Stephen Bradbury next. Look, a man who I know you and I talked about, it, that probably the most exciting contestant I have personally, uh, mad, mad Bradby, Fran- Bradby fan, um, a le- legendary Australian. Uh, obviously, for people not in the know, Australia's very first ever Winter Olympic gold medalist, famously won when everybody sort of fell over. Still an inspirational man. I recommend everybody, you know, look into his backstory. It's, he's far more of a career than simply that, you know, 60-second race. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, personally, I don't see him doing that well. I think he's going to be someone who's going to probably go out early. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I am. This is the one person I am most excited to see on this show. I just think, yeah, I think he looks fun, hey, and um, and he's got a like. I think he'll be. I think. Um, I hope he's embraced by his his tribe and and they sort of um, yeah, like he just seems like a. I don't know. You're right. He does have a lot more backstory to him. He's overcome a lot of adversity apart from that famous that famous race that he sort of won by default, I suppose. But yeah, like it's a pretty big name and um yeah, he's going to be good to I think I hope he's a bit cheeky and um and yeah, knows the game as well. He kind of like it's weird that maybe it's just a looks wise thing. I don't know if you kind of get a bit of a Russell Hands vibe from him. I mean, yeah, he does. He looks. He looks like I'm just looking at this. I think we're on the same list, but he <laughs> he's got a bit of a sneer. Like his his uh, yeah. I don't know, his nose is like a beak. He looks like he could be funny. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. Uh, Another sort of one that I'm excited for in terms of, uh, well, there's two AFL players. We'll obviously get to one very shortly. Uh, But Simon Black, uh, legend of Australian football, uh, Brownlow medalist, three-time premiership player, uh, iconic Brisbane Lions uh, player, of course. I know you're not a big AFL fan, but I'm sure you probably at least remember when Brisbane were winning those premierships in the early Yeah, that was... These people are from a long time. Time ago, I have to say, like, but um, but I do remember his name, and um, I do remember vaguely how Brisbane was doing really well, and then it all went to shit, basically. But well, they're doing well um, this yeah, year. <laughs> are they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Finally, it's been probably what ten years since they were doing yeah, or longer. Ten years since they made the um, finals, so and they're uh, currently sitting uh, second on the ladder yeah. right now, so they're doing well. Okay. Good. Oh, but yeah, no, you're right. Not no big um, AFL or any football really. Um, but he he is a name. And um, I, I don't know, like, I think he's going to be a pretty big leader, obviously, for mm. obvious reasons. I see him more like a Lee from uh, the first Channel 10 season. Because, like, to me, Simon Black, he's always come across as, like, a very nice, genuine, down-to-earth person. Like, he's, 
he's not, you know, like Brian last season was a bit sort of fun and a bit aloof. Um, you know, Matt was a bit calculating sort of, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciating Matt sort of halfway through, you know, and obviously he's yeah. a rugby player and an AFL player, but I don't know. Like I feel Simon's just like from what I know of him and watching him, he's not exactly like a huge out there personality, but I could be wrong. The survivor does bring certain sides of people out there. So, um, I mean, if they yeah. had gotten someone like Jason Ackermanis out there from Brisbane, that would have been, oh, he would have been, he would have been uh, brilliant. He'd be. Yeah, but um, I guess I'd be really expecting Aka to be quite um, outspoken and yeah. quite sort of like, uh, yeah, like a, a controversial in a way. Like Absolutely. Yeah, and so I guess I'd be disappointed if he wasn't because I've got no real expectations of Simon. I do. I agree with you. I feel like he's going to play the good guy and be yeah. pretty sort of like neutral and um, try and be everyone's mate. But I'm I'm a bit concerned about that type of player too, the, the whole mateship and, and um, yeah, I don't know all about his image because Lee went on it for his like to try and be a kind of he was aware of like the cameras and all that mm-hmm. um yeah so I don't know we'll see how it goes good old Simon Black there uh now next one here I'm going to go to Ross Clark Jones he's 53 he's a professional big wave surfer they call Ross Mad Dog um, he's the only man to have uh, braved the dangerous Big Mama at Nazaire Beach in Portugal, uh, and he only walked away with a concussion after being swept onto rocks. Um, he says, making up in Survivor Super fandom, he is going to make up with sheer determination and bravery. And I said he hopes to play like Matt Rogers, Shane Gould, and Brian Lake. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of him. Um, I, I find it interesting, you know, that he's admitting, like, don't really know much about Survivor. But I don't know. He looks a bit like he's kind of got a bit of a sneaky, sneaky look about him. Like, I don't know. I feel like this guy could kind of adapt to the game and go out firing or he, he just might you know fail miserably and kind of be like a barry or something like that and just kind of end up like yeah, giving up I for other people him, i can kind of see him um depending on the tribe going out kind of early because there's a but the, but channel 10 have um kind of shown him a lot of the promos with luke like he's trying to chop a tree down and not um with a machete not having much luck and he he um yeah, I don't know. He, he's a weird one. But there'll only be one mad dog that I, I think is going to be memorable, and that's uh, Dollface from Season 2. Yeah. Uh, with her nicotine voice and her just... <laughs> just, I love it. Uh, it's kind of like when they started pushing Tarzan down a couple of seasons ago. Like, memorable character in Australian Survivor. There's only one Tarzan in Survivor. Come on. And yeah. This guy's getting poo in his underwear. So, like, you know... <laughs> 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 oh goodness but uh yeah good on you ross mad dog want to be wet mad dog uh another one i'm very excited for uh obviously more of an afl fan than a rugby league fan but my favorite team of cronulla sharks my favorite player growing up as a kid probably the only player i could tell you as a kid was uh andrew eddinghausen aka et uh who's 53 year- years old um and i'm intrigued to see him because i think a lot of people know him not just from his rugby league background he obviously hosts uh was it adventures with et or that TV show that they went fishing and shit. Fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, legend of, of the sport. Um, but I'm intrigued yeah, to see how he fish. goes. Yes, can fish, can play uh, football. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a huge name. And I reckon um, I, I can't add much, to be honest, because I just don't know know that much. I know of, of him and how big of a name he is. But I think that's why Channel 10 are just like, going with all these people because they've really made it it's almost like a sports version of survivor these last two seasons even with lee and stuff like it's it shows how much of a sporting country australia really is by by relying on these kind of names and if that gets 
the ratings up and more Survivor in the future, well, that's a good thing, I suppose. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not really excited at all to see him, but I think a lot of people will be. Well, three out of the five winners of Australian Survivor are former professional athletes, aren't they? Rob Dixon was an AFL player, Guy Leach was an Ironman, Shane Gould an Olympic swimmer. Lee made it to final two in um, yeah. season three, and then we had, uh, was it Figgy, uh, the, the swimmer? She made it pretty deep. Uh, was it and, and Lydia was. Um, Lydia was. I mean, I know she didn't make it that far, but Lydia was a what was a Olymp Winter Olympian yeah. or something. Ziggy, Ziggy, not Figgy. Uh, you know, what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> Same uh, shit. I knew who you were talking yeah. about. That. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's a it's a trope of Australian Survivor that, that they go deep. So um, Et, like, yeah, yeah I I I'd be intrigued to see how it goes. I don't know. You know, he says he wants to play similar to Matt Rogers. I mean, that's just kind of like you know the the pretty woman wanting to play like poverty. Like, it's just kind of like, let's go to someone who's similar to me. So, um, yeah. And I just worry about all the sporting analogies, like survivors like football, you just got to run with it until the very last minute or, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't want to hear all those, um, like a few, it's a good, it's good to compare it to their outside life. But if they just hit us over the head with, these sporting analogies, I'm going to be annoyed because um, that's just me. We'll see what other people think of that. Well, our next one, like we had last year, didn't we? The uh, the former Miss Universe or whoever she was. This year, we've got the uh, the male version. So we've got uh, David. Is it Gannat? Janat, uh, an international model. Yeah. Does not look 39. He looks uh, very good for his age. But um, straight away, Channel 10 throw into the oh y'all wanted some eye candy. Um, now you're not going to write that for a woman, so I don't see why you can write that for a man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really cheesy, isn't it? Oh, y'all want some eye candy? Oh, yeah. Um, and he's straight away he's coming out saying cheesy. things like, "I want four strong players to line up with a goat each, and then take them to slaughter." Um, he just this guy sounds like a knob. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a t- tall sort of thing to say. Um, but at least he's not a sports person. True. <laughs> I don't know. Very uh, true. Yeah, yeah I um, he, he's he reckons he's a fan of the show. Um, but I reckon he's just gonna um, I reckon he's just gonna flame out a little bit um with some of his comments. So we'll see. We'll see. He does look good for thirty nine. Um, yeah, I, I think I think his arrogance could get in the way. But I, I remember how well Sarah played in the. Season with Luke and Jericho. Um, yeah, true. She, 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 they've got some good sort of people skills as well. They, they deal with a lot of, um, you know, they have to be on camera. They, they get interviewed. I think they know how to tone it down. Hopefully, too. So we'll see. The thing is, like, um, I, I like. I'd say he sounds like a knob, but I think it kind of it comes down to that. It's kind of like that arrogant side of things and and you're right i think like models get underrated a lot of the time because you know they do have great people skills and here i am sitting just hating on models because i'm like screw you for being that attractive like that's my that's my only negativity but i i I hope that um that level of arrogance he can bring to the game and make entertaining out because i feel australian survivor is open for the taking for people like this because i just don't think we ever get that level of game players that you know can see through these people sometimes that's why like luke ended up being so successful and obviously we're going to talk soon so um yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing it uh come out there so dave good on you and Tell us your secret because, yeah, you're a good-looking rooster for 39. So you've, you've done well yeah. in that side of things. Uh, Abby Holmes, she's 28. She's an AFLW player. So I, I do – I will say I do like it. Sort of we had, what, Moana last season, wasn't it? 
and uh, this year we've got Abby. I like it how they kind of, you know, they don't just stick to the the men's AFL. Uh, they, you know, they get to the women's AFL, which is obviously doing quite well in Australia. Uh, I believe she's a premiership player for the Crows. Um, she was the first woman to kick 100 goals in a season. Um, I don't think that's the actual AFLW. I'm assuming that's some sort of local league. So I don't, I could be wrong there. I'd, I'd maybe she has, I'm not sure. They just don't have enough games in the AFLW, I feel, to kick 100 goals. Um, but uh, she's out there saying she's a massive physical threat. Uh, not just that. Uh, she's got good strategy, social. She's a real estate agent by trade. Um, and she knows um, that she'll have things coming in handy for Survivor. Look, she's just one of these, to me, middle-of-the-road generic players that say the same things, that don't come out with anything unique. Uh, I don't think she's going to come out firing and people are not going to like see her as a threat early. I feel like she'll just be a middle-merge player. Like I just don't see anything exciting from Again, always want to reiterate, I hope I'm wrong with these sort of statements that I make. But um, well, I, I, just, think she'll, yeah. I think she'll do pretty well, actually. But I don't know if she's got what it takes to win. Definitely not. But I do think she'll go pretty far because she's got the physical um, capabilities, can contribute in that front. And I think she'll be um, pretty pretty well social. I uh, do quite well socially. And if she does have a bit of that killer closing a deal, persuasive, influential, you know, real estate trait, um, that's a good hashtag, real estate trade. I'm just dealing with agents at the moment. They're actually a pain in the ass a lot of the time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how she do. We'll see how she does. But I, I think she'll do quite well. I like the look of her. Well, one that I'm very intrigued actually to see is Susie Maroney because, um, I mean, you and I are similar age. I don't know if you sort of remember in sort of the 90s. I remember she was always in the news because she, like, crossed the English Channel. Um, was she? Does she have, like, is it cerebral palsy or something? Or she's got... Um, Maybe it's not cerebral palsy. No, she does. It is cerebral palsy because I think she was like maybe the first one to complete the English Channel. She was a big deal in the nineties, and um, I, I'm pretty sure if she's the one I'm thinking of, she's quite very well outspoken, but like not in a bad way. So I feel like I'm looking forward to seeing her because I feel like we haven't heard from her in a very long time, and I feel she's yeah. somebody who could do very, very well. Like not just because of the physical side of things, being a marathon swimmer, but I feel like. If, if she is the person that I'm thinking she was, like, growing up, that she's got that ability to kind of really talk her way through things. Um, so, yeah, I think she's maybe like the Shane Gould of this season, kind of that like somebody people knew at a certain point, but has maybe kind of just gone out of the Australian lexicon for a while because it's been, you know, decades since their achievements at the peak, but, like, could do quite well. Yeah, I think she'll do quite well. I'm, I mean, you're right. She's a huge. She's one of the biggest names. I sort of thought, but it just depends. Like, on, on but I remember hearing her all the time. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. But um, you could say that for a few other of these um, champions too. I, I um, I reckon that she'll. Yeah, like if you can sort of mentally endure, it's not only the physical aspect of swimming that far, it's like the mental games too, just to keep pushing yourself. And, and that's that's endurance and that's survivor, especially with a longer game that the Aussie version has. So, yeah, look, I, I reckon she looks nice. I'm just looking at her face. She looks kind. She um, she could be a good Sheila. A good Sheila. Good Sheila to have on your side. Yeah. I like that. Good Sheila. Um, yeah, go go, Susie. It's good to, good go, to see that you're uh, doing out there so well. Fantastic. Uh, next, we have maybe one of the ones that was very random, but I know Linda was sharing in our little group chat, kind of like the videos with Pia Miranda. Now, I, I don't know if somebody's like turned my complete opinion around because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Pia Miranda, that one from Looking for Al Brandy. 
And then all of a sudden you watch her video about like, just, she seems amazing. I maybe like one of the ones I'm actually really excited for as well. And sort of talk yeah. about people that haven't been in the spotlight for a long time. I think it was like you or Linda was like, where has she been? And I'm like, oh, has she not been looking for Ella Brandy for like 20 years or something like that? <laughs> um, she's also, she looks amazing. Like she is 46. Yeah, she, doesn't, she looks exactly the same and it's been like she 20 does. years. She does. Like if she's 46, holy crap. Like you tell us what you're eating, Pia, because you look absolutely it's that incredible. It's cooking um, Italian nonna. Yeah. Um, she... Those meatballs and... Uh, <laughs> but I also love the fact that like, she's clearly a huge fan. She said she's been watching yeah. it since the year 2000. Uh, it just, yeah. just seems like such a fun character. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I hope she can translate that video into to actual gameplay. Yeah, I, I'm so excited about her too. And, like, I know she's been in other stuff, but I watched her video. and I, It's such a WTF person, though. Like, but that's I kind of love it because... She is still remembered, I reckon, because that was huge. I reckon everyone had to read that book yeah. um, in high school and probably as part of that too in English um, English class, like then watch the movie. And the movie was really good and I actually really want to watch the movie again now. But, um, but yeah, like I, I think she comes across really nice and uh, really well in that video. She seems kind of warm and um, her acting, she, she's going to um, hype that up, you know, and she, she did a really good little fake cry or something like that um so yeah i'm so excited for her and i just hope that because she's not uh she may be a little bit different to some of the other more sports related people um i hope that that doesn't sort of um affect her like she gets into a good alliance and you know she's not probably going to be one of the uh, most physically fit or strong people um on her tribe but yeah i hope she goes far I'm looking forward to actually seeing Nova Paris as well. Um, she's uh, Me too. 48. Uh, a lot of people probably know her more as a politician nowadays, but uh, fun fact, she's actually uh, an Olympic gold medalist, and I think we talked about this last time too. I, I think people assume Kathy Freeman was the first ever Indigenous uh, Olympic gold medalist for Australia. It was actually Nova Paris. She was a member of the uh, hockey, the, the hockey ruse. Uh, the Kookaburras, what do they play? You know, they're called the Hockey Roos, a female team. Uh, they won gold in Atlanta in 1996. Um, and then she, she left hockey, became a runner. I think she competed at Sydney, but didn't win any medals in, in, in athletics. But, um, yeah, just a, just a great person. Um, I, I spoke with her briefly a few years ago when we were trying to get her on the, our Olympic show, and she just seemed like a very genuinely nice person. But she was a senator for a while. Uh, I think she had Northern Territory, wasn't it? Yeah. And did she have to step down because of there was something controversial happened? What that was, I can't remember. But um, yeah, there might have been something to do. I mean, I know it was, you know, it was something maybe about it wasn't citizenship, but you know how that it was something like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was something. Oh, there was ex- there was emails. Uh, apparently, she had used a role as her ambassador for Athletics Australia to organise a trip for someone. Uh, so yeah. a lot of things happen. Like Join that. the list of politicians that have um, had something like that nowadays. And, and yeah, you've got to, um, yeah, I, I don't know though. She does, she does sort of seem like, I think it's actually vital that we've got someone indigenous um, again on, on the local version. And, and I'm not one to harp on about diversity and like, I'm always like, you know, but I think she could be, I hope she gets some sort of like um, platform to to not. I don't want her to preach politics or anything like that, but to talk a little bit about her background and and all the all the stuff that she's done in her career and both as a sports person, but more interestingly, I think as an indigenous person and as a um, in the political space, like some of the 
the um, advancements that she made for all of that uh, for for Northern Territory, and yeah, I, I think she could be really interesting. Agree, yeah, I think I think she's just a great Australian, and she's got like such a great diverse background coming from you know a champion sporting career into politics, and kind of like yeah, we're sort of talking about lots of athletes on this, but you know that's that's a unique thing, you know. I think kind of it's, it is. It's kind of a good and to navigate that so so well because she was in politics for quite a while, I'm pretty sure, and yeah. and I feel like she um. She, she, even if you weren't on her side of politics, I think she was respected by um pretty much the whole. Yeah, yeah, she had the respect of a lot of people. So someone I'd yeah. love to see in the future after her turn, like Zali Siegel, the one who just beat Tony Abbott, sort of in the federal election. Like, I was a huge fan of her growing up because she won a bronze uh, in skiing in nineteen ninety eight. Um, and I think she would be a very interesting one to get an Australian Survivor in the future. But um, she's currently busy being a politician, so that's going to happen. Um, I'm going to come back. I'll do Luke last, and we'll go to Anastasia Woolmer, who is a uh, two-time Australian memory champion. Uh, this is a thing that we're meant to know about. Do you know anything about memory champion? Uh- <laughs> No, um, but there's that there's that challenge where you have to flip over the tiles and get two um, two matching ones, and then you get another turn. Or, or uh, so let's hope she gets to play that one. Yeah, um, she also was a ball- ballet as well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything about memory championships. She's quite random, but I I like someone random. I, I reckon they're again they're a little bit at risk because they're not part of that that sporting background. Because at least Nova has that, even though she's got another dimension to her as well as a politician and um public servant but but yeah i i I like the photo she's wearing this funky jumpsuit she almost looks like she could be a bit of a psychic or have that sort of like i'll read your guardian angel like she could be a bit quirky and out there um yeah, I think memory champions. I don't know if people know anything about that. Well, apparently, it's a, a, comp- a competition where people memorize as much information as possible within a certain given period of time. As simple as it sounds. So, I mean, that's got to come in handy, obviously, when it comes. Yeah, that's to, bloody true. Yeah, that's, yeah. If you can remember information and then store that and use it against someone, or or to or, or to um, work with someone. That's um that's very uh, useful. Yeah. Survivor. So I, I I'm interested to see. She kind of reminds me like of uh the the poker lady from last season. And then you had the um the who was a really geeky sort of physicist guy. Like kind of you know it's it's good that they yeah shove a yep. shove a couple of you know unique Jackie, people. Jackie was the poker chick, and I actually quite liked her as yeah. a character. So did I. She got a lot of people's skin, but um but I'm just looking at that photo now. She better wear some sunblock because she's going to burn. She's, she's a pale one. <laughs> um, where we got Luke? All right. Uh, now, look, <laughs> uh, obviously two years ago I was, uh, you know, thinking he was a pain in the ass. Ended up, you know, loving Luke and he gave a great exit interview on the show. You know, sort of a fun, fun guy. And I think if you're ever going to bring someone back from Australian Survivor, you're going to bring Luke back. The first ever yeah. returning Australian Survivor player. Um, I don't know how he's going to, Go. Uh, I no. think he's going to fall into one of two areas. There's people who watch this season and some of these people who have no ideas. So I think it's different to Russell because, you know, Russell comes on and just has that, you know, just stigma around him that all it takes is like two or three super fans to really sell the story of Russell. Whereas I feel like Luke, like, yeah, he did, he played well for the type of character he was. Like, you know, kind of did a very good job at masking his, his energetic persona mixed with actually playing some decent gameplay. But I feel like people will come into this remembering Luke going like, oh, he was that clown. Oh, what a fun guy. And I don't know how many people are going to be like, oh, actually, we'll keep an eye out for him. So I think that could work to his favour, but all it takes is one person to remember what he did, and then it's going to work against his favour. 
Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And I also think just being the only returnee, that's sort of like a little bit of a target too always, you know, like you kind of stick out in that way. And they do have seen his game. And um, I, I do think the other characters on the tribe, he's sort of like I'm well on board that he's back. I've actually met Luke on one of my flights and got a photo with him and he was so lovely and so was his wife. Like he came back to the galley and chatted with us for ages and um and that was when his season was on too so he was right in the middle of um of doing promo stuff in melbourne um so he was flying from perth to melbourne he's such a lovely guy i reckon i actually think he's a really really normal guy so i think that personality having met him will win people over and um that's his best asset but there is a little bit of a risk people know his game and that's i I think that's a little bit of a disadvantage more than it is an advantage, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Like, I think it's kind of, it's good that they've got an Australian Survivor contestant coming back rather than just, you know, going with a, oh, let's get a Russell, let's get a Malcolm or something. I mean, it would have been cool, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I think kind of it's, you know. It would have been, like, pretty random, and Russell was pretty random, and I do think it's less less so that um, Luke is back is random, but I, I, I'm on board with it. I think it's awesome, yeah. Now, let's fly through the contenders because, Julian, we have a good uh, 23 minutes to go, which I think we can do this because there's not a whole lot to go on these. Just going to yeah, go in, yeah. I'm gonna go in order of what they are on this uh, 10 Daily website. And uh, they're only giving us our first name. But, I, again, if this Wikipedia information is correct, I can tell you where, uh, where they're from and their last name. So, Andy, uh, Wikipedia says he's Andy Meldrum. Is that Molly's friend or something like that? Apparently, he's from <laughs> Noosa in Queensland. Noosa, darling, Noosa. <laughs> ah, been to Noosa. It's a nice place. Uh, now, but he reckons he's going to be Australia's biggest ever Survivor villain, saying that the only thing Australian Survivor is missing is an unbelievably compelling and memorable villain as a winner. Uh, now this just to me screams someone like, uh, Andrew, uh, Matt, like, you know, we've had one a season, I feel, since Channel 10 has come back and I'm not going against those people. I, I enjoyed all of those players, but it's kind of, I want to see the talk become a walk. I want to see this come out because if this is true, if he can go out and bring this and win the game, you know, I'm going to love this guy. So I'm intrigued to see what he does in order to try and live up to what he's saying here. You, ha- you just have to hide your villainous um, nature, I think, in Australian Survivor until a lot later in the game because it's a longer game. And, yeah, that's why I'm really worried about him. He does look like a bloody villain, and he- I think he could be good, but I'm not having high hopes based on these other people that we've seen because they just can't chill and they try and gameplay too early and um, because that's, you know, they're not always the physical people, so they have to try and, like, shake things up to stay in the game. Otherwise, they'll be a target because you know, they're not, like, looked as as an asset as much to the tribe game. So I I do worry for him a lot, and he just looks villainous, and that that can be all it it needs to just be, yeah, see ya. You know what he kind of looks like? He kind of looks like a Chris Lilly character. Am I the only one who sees that? (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got a bit of a weird, like, I don't know, he looks intense. He just looks really... Intense. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of also looks like a parody. Like, and I'm not mean that meanly, but like he's, he's definitely got a unique look about him. So, uh, yeah. I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Now, speaking of unique look, maybe the happiest guy in, I've ever seen in a Survivor promo <laughs> photo, Baden. Uh, wow, you are happy to be out there in Survivor. He's a 23 year old PhD student. Uh, he's from Adelaide in South Australia. And uh, he's going to base his uh, game on uh, Sam from last year because he's a bit socially awkward. 
Um, so yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think this, it's always a unique thing. I like kind of these awkward people who kind of go out there and, and generally do, you know, interesting things. I mean, you know, Cochran's and, and Christians and sort of, uh, Ryan's yeah. and people like that in the US one, I think kind of, it always made, I, and Sam, that was a guy I was thinking of. I liked him last season. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him. It doesn't stop smiling, babe. What a happy man. He does look, um, he's kind of an everyday um, looking person as well, which I like. Um, he just so far seems like the most regular off the street kind of person that we've spoken about. Um, I joked to Linda, I was like, Baden and murderer because I was thinking of Jared <laughs> and Clay and I don't know if she got the reference. <laughs> um, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was all in our media, the Baden Clay murderer, Jared, and um, I shouldn't joke about it because it's horrific, um, but thank God he got put away. So I don't think um, there's any comparison there, but that name Baden just made me think of that. <laughs> well, Australian Survivor has history with people who go on to commit heinous crimes <laughs> and uh, almost kill people, so so um, hopefully, Baden, you're not. Um, yeah, what was his name from season one? Um, oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Well, I've gone blank on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I like looking. I think he can do well. Uh, so next one we're going to go with is Casey. So I should say that was Baden Gilbert, by the way. Uh, so Casey Hawkins. She's 31. She's from Melbourne. Uh, she said she's been traveling around the world and a bit of an adventure the past two years in a camper van teaching kids in remote locations about riding. Uh, but she says she's going to speak her mind because she's very opinionated. She might not be able to keep her mouth shut and will call out bad behavior, which if it's true, might make her into a bit of trouble early on. She might go home, but I don't know. Like I kind of like the look of just like someone like this who I hope again, I'm saying this a lot lives up to what they're saying. Cause often survivor bios never live up to what they end up playing. like. Yeah. But, um, you look on paper, you would, if you're going to do the generic sort of survivor opinions, you probably think like, well, this is someone who's going to be just kind of there and thereabouts and not really stand out. But I don't know. She's just kind of got a look about her and I'm judging this on a photo and a few words of text. Yeah. So that's yeah. all I'm able to judge this on Casey, if you're listening, but I like the look of her and I, I hope that she can live up to that because it would make some, some good viewing. Yeah, I think she's going to be pretty smart. Uh, she's going to have a lot to say. I like that generally. I'd rather that than someone just be uh, passive and agree agree with everything. Um, so, yeah, I I think she's going to be a bit free-spirited and a bit left of centre too, a bit quirky maybe. So we'll see. Uh, now, next we've got Daisy. She's also on that sort of looks a bit free-spirited, uh, quirky. She's a classic Aussie country girl. She's from a, a place called Adavale in Queensland, which I'm looking up here is in central Queensland, uh, has a population of 141 people. She is just yeah. fast become the most famous person ever from Adavale. <laughs> um, she spent years in boarding schools, uh, having dealt with droughts in the farm. She knows a thing or two about getting through tough times and perseverance. Uh, now, who was the, the real blonde palmy chick from a couple of years ago? The real, like, bogan sort of, what was her name? I liked her. Was she on, um, the, so not last the Luke year, season. Year. She was on Luke and Jericho's season. Oh, on the same tribe as them? I'm oh, to think God, I can't remember. God. She was the Testing one who- me. Yeah, this, yeah, it's like the season finishes, I never think about yeah. half the people again. But, um, yeah, she does seem pretty true blue. She, um, if she wins, she, you'd have to imagine she'll get the keys to the oh, city, which hell. will probably be the key to the general store because that's all there is in a town of 140 people. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, she looks, she looks pretty country. I'm just, yeah, she needs to see some Daisy Jukes and, um, <laughs> kicking up some dust. I, <laughs> I don't know. 
The thing itself, actually, reading here on Wikipedia, so the Adavalt on the surrounding area has a population of 141, but the town itself apparently only has 15 people who live there. So <laughs> um, she's fast my favourite player now because I'm saying right now that um, if you do win this game, Daisy, you can fly Julie and I out there and we will come and, like, I don't know, host some massive party for you or something because, like... I'd love to, to have a boot scoot. <laughs> Boot scoot line dancing. <laughs> the town no, is only I... accessible from a gravel road uh, from Charlieville <laughs> in the east, uh, Quill oh, Pile God. in the south, and Black Black Hole in the north. So there you go. She, yeah, that's crazy. She um she did go to boarding school. So I was going to say, like, if you live in a town that small, like, how's your social social life? How's your social skills? But she's been in boarding school, so that's usually in a big big city at least or a regional city. Um, I'm excited. I think these these um, these true blue quote characters kind of do pretty well because they're not seen. It's like in the US version, the good old boy or girl. They're not seen as um, threatening, and so yeah, I um, I hope she's cool. I hope she keeps it real. I think she will. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I like her already. Uh, next, we've got Hannah. Uh, so Hannah is, uh, what is her name? Hannah Pentreath, Pentreath, Pentreath. Uh, she's from Bendigo. She's 27. Um, she doesn't want to be written as a dumb blonde. She's actually a cop, um, which is good. I, I like when we get cops on there. Um, she's also a hairdresser. Um, so, uh, she, well, I mean, she's going to say that she's a hairdresser. Oh, right. Think, okay. But, Something like that. Yeah. Oh, then you're right. Yeah. I'm reading that wrong. Okay. So. Um, she's saying everyone is going to overlook me because of my personality. I'm assume I'm not there to play hard. I'll be the threat they don't see right in front of them. Players like that annoy me. It's not just a female thing. It's a male or a female thing. When people straight away say like, oh, people are going to look at me as just this player. Like, I don't like it when you go in there just based on looking on assumptions. Like, I feel you should just go into a game and just who gives a fuck what you look like and just go in and play your own game. Like, I guess that's probably what she gets in life a lot. She probably gets that look. And as a cop, I can imagine that's a thing too. But that's just one thing I just don't like when I read bios of Survivor. Like, you it's know, so generic. Yeah, how do you know what people are going to like perceive you as? Everyone perceives to me everyone that automatically. Like, I did not look at Hannah and go, "She's a dumb blonde." I looked at Hannah and go, "Okay, she's got some tats. She's got this cool dress. She's looking interesting." But then as soon as you say oh i don't want to be written off as dumb blonde i'm gonna straight away go oh yeah okay i can see that but i don't want to see that i don't want to look at her like that so but i'm not trying to be negative against you hannah that's just my personal opinion i like the look of her again based on the fact she's got this cool tat in her arm she's a cop which i think kind of has made for some unique gameplay for many former contestants on all versions of the show so um yeah i think that that brings an element to it and uh, i'm intrigued to see how she plays but it's annoying because she's like she's saying she doesn't want to be seen as a dumb blonde. But then that's kind of her strategy too. Like by them thinking she's a hairdresser, like nothing against hairdressers or. But she's trying to say she's younger than twenty seven. Like so they assume she's younger and a bit naive. So like don't try and play a role and then get annoyed if they assume you are that. Yeah. Like what the hell? Like anyway. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see how we go with that. But uh, you know, go out there. Play hard. Uh, now, we've got 13 minutes. We can do this. We're probably going to go a little bit over. We knew we were going to anyway. Uh, now, I love uh, the look of this next guy. Now, Harry, his T-shirt. Now, Harry, if you ever listen to this or we ever get you on the show, I need you to confirm. So, he's got the T-shirt that says, Respect to the man in the ice cream van. Now, there's a very... I, I'm a huge fan of a band called Scooter. And uh, one of my favorite songs by Scooter is called Weekend. And a lyric in that song is, Respect to the man in the ice cream van. So I don't know if that is legitimately from the Scooter song or that that has maybe become, they got that from somebody. I don't know where that actually created from. But if that is based purely on the fact that as from a Scooter lyric, 
I fucking love this guy because Scooter's one of those obscure yeah, bands sure. that I feel, you know, anyway. But he, he looks he looks interesting. He looks, again, a lot of these guys are looking quite interesting. Uh, he's, he's wanting to be villain of the year, so I guess he's going to be out there um, with Andy uh, as well. But he's an ice cream maker, so maybe that's where it also comes from as well. Who knows? Um, but he wants to uh, hide behind a dopey, cheeky ice cream man persona. So wasn't Eric Reichenbach an ice cream scooper or something when he first started yeah. playing? So. Yeah, and, um, Neil Neil Gottlieb That's or whatever right. is yep. he um, wore those ice cream? Didn't he have an ice cream print on his um, pants or something? But he was in the ice cream business too, I believe. So I love how there's like been three people in the ice cream business on Survivor. That's quite a, quite random. Yeah, who does he look like? He looks like someone. In the he world. looks like someone. He does look like a mate or someone that you'd know in, from school or something, I reckon. I don't know. He does have that a look about him that looks familiar. I agree. He's definitely got a face about him. Yeah, well, as most people yeah. do. I, otherwise, you know. <laughs> most people do have yeah. a face and they burnt <laughs> off in a fire or um, yeah, <laughs> eaten by a dog. <laughs> Which, hopefully, if you're listening, none of that has happened to you. Uh, Harry Mills is his name. He's from Perth in Western Australia, by the way. Uh, now, next one, I, I again, not living in the country, I don't see a lot of promos, but I do have seen a few of these promos floating around. Uh, we have John, um, that mullet, wow. Um, John Easto, he's from Kalgoorlie in WA, of course he is. Um, move over, Honey Badger, there's a new Aussie bloke in reality TV and his name is John. He's not a super fan, but he's still hoping he's got what it takes to make it to the end. Now, this guy's all about the character, is he not, like... Wow, yes, he, he's yeah, he's gonna be a, a favorite, I'm sure. I don't feel he's gonna do well. <laughs> I just no. feel you had like think of Dares, think of Tarzan, like they're great TV, great personalities. But does does John not scream first boot to you? Yes, yeah, um, maybe not first boot. I reckon he'll be. I think I think these people get uh, are kind of popular for a little while with their tribes, but. If he doesn't want to play strategically like Tarzan sort of didn't, um, uh, or, or you know Barry, or or um, I don't know, like I, I just don't know if he's he's got the strategic chops to commit to having to decide. Like that's where I reckon he might um, get on the wrong side of people because they're like, well, we we need to play this game, um, but I, I do think he's going to be a good character and um, love the mo. Oh, absolutely! The mo, the mo, uh, all the, uh, yeah. all the, the kids, blue, the blue white feeder. It's all. It's just yeah. Kids are going to be wearing that at school next week. Um, you know, I want to be like John. Uh, Laura is next. Uh, Laura is called Laura Chung, or I, I believe I hope it's pronounced that way. Laura, thirty-one. She's from Sydney. Um, she describes herself as a chihuahua that thinks she's a Rottweiler. Uh, another one of these people who are saying, you know, I'm going to be underestimated. You know, people look at me because of my size. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's got some blunnies on in the uh, the photo, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't really know what to say about Laura. She's well, there. Yeah. I don't. I don't have high hopes. I, I think she. Um, I think she's going to be a real. Uh, she's she's too much of a city kind of person for I think a lot of the people maybe and. Um, yeah, like she's not going to be. Uh, she's she's going to be seen as a strategic threat, probably, and also not contribute that much to the challenge. I reckon she'll go pretty early. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I agree with that. Sorry, Laura. Uh, Matt, he is uh, Matt Farrelly. He's twenty nine, also from Sydney. And this is another guy who really looks like someone. Um, describes himself as an uncrowned champion. He's a history teacher by day and pro wrestler by night. 
Um, he want to be at that final tribal council of someone I can beat easily, which I've already done by beating all worthy champions. Now, wrestlers are exciting people. Like, they're used to showing it up and kind of, you know, like, putting on a bit of a entertainment uh, for the crowd. So, I'd like to see that because we had, um, who was a WWE wrestler we had a couple of seasons ago on the US one and then obviously uh, we had Ashley who sadly recently passed away. So, we've had a couple of former wrestlers. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's got a bit of a look about him, which he seems like he could be a bit of a cheeky devil, Matt. Which uh, I'd like to yeah. see. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think he's brilliant for his tribe because they needed someone like him. He he um, reminds me of a bit of a blonde Robbie, but I, uh, Robbie from last season. But I think he's going to have more strategic chops than that. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to be a, a, a huge player this year. Yeah. I would agree. Now, uh, we're really swimming through these people quickly now. We've got eight minutes, apparently. Now, here's somebody who apparently we should recognize. Linda was telling us about this. Uh, we have Sam, a.k.a. Samantha Scowers, Showers. Uh, she's 30 from Perth. Uh, was on The Amazing Race Australia, the very first season, uh, where she came second. Oh, God. I Look, I struck with The Amazing Race Australia. I only remember the versus New Zealand season. Yeah, the, that was the third third season. Third one. The season. second one, I remember the cops who won because they were fun. And then yeah. the first season we had, um, remember the, the prank phone call where that, that nurse killed herself because of the royal baby? And then the, the oh, God. she yeah. ended up, the, and the woman from that, they were a radio host, and then she ended up being on Celebrity Apprentice. I remember her. But I also think also, the, the, the host, the radio host was on it that yeah, so, made the prank call. So, yeah, she was with her sister, I believe, on the very first season. Um, and that's who I thought they were talking about first when Linda said this. But the only ones from the first season I remember, there was the, the big W mums. They were fun. Um, yeah. And then there was, like, those two, um, like, sort of biggish, sort of geeky, I think they were, like, Lebanese dudes or something like that. They were really fun because they, they did skydiving and they were terrified of it. But, um God, I cannot remember who this woman is. So no, I'm no, they I say, you may recognize Sam. No. Um, no. She's a VIP <laughs> gaming manager. She deals with high rollers at the country's biggest casinos. Uh, and then she right. says, Survivor has been an itch I need to scratch. The ultimate survival game is the next best thing to my favorite trilogy, The Hunger Games. I like that personality. There's something about that. And I, maybe I need to go back and watch the Australian uh, Survivor season she was on. Uh, so, sorry, Amazing Race that she was on. Um, because like, that's got some fun personality. She's obviously been on reality TV before. So I don't know. I, I feel like I, I kind of like the look of her. I kind of like her, her bio here. So I think she could be like a bit of a devious, like a, like a flick or a Phoebe. And I, you know, I, I really I appreciate so. how they played. So I, I like Sam. I hope so. Yeah. She's got a massive rack. That's all I can sort of <laughs> see from that picture. I'm just like, whoa. Um, yeah. No tears for quitters for her. I had to, I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm glad you say so, those things are not me. You can get away with it more than I can. <laughs> yeah, look, I hope she's. I hope she's got a cheeky side. She does have a, a twinkle in her eye. I think she could be real charismatic and fun. I'm a little bit wary of the like oh, high roller. She might just be a bit annoying. Like just because she deals with high rollers doesn't mean she's got a good social game. She might be a bit conceited, but that's okay too if she is. Um, yeah, I cannot remember her for the life of me. Yeah, me neither. Um, Sarah Ailes is next. She's 45. She's from Adelaide. Um, regardless of how fast she gets in the game, she's already a true survivor. She survived the uh, Boxing Day tsunami in 2004. She was in Sri Lanka. So um, we always seem to have one of these people, sort of, don't we? Like a, a survivor person. Because who was... Um, was it Kate on the first Channel 10 one? Uh-huh, she was that in yeah. the... Was it the fire she was in? or No, she was on a boating accident. It was a boating accident. Yeah, boat, real bad boating accident. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, I don't know. Like, 
the Channel 10's hyped her up in the promos a lot um, and online in their little clips that they're showing. Of her, she's been one of the um, only contenders that they sort of have. Ooh, she's in she's in trouble she's in a lot of trouble i think i, I don't know like yeah she needs enough i hope I hope we get to see more dimensions than her like i i think she's a cleaner she um she's sort of like a regular person off the street so i like that um I, yeah I, I hope she does it's, I like the look of her because she's kind of like they've dressed her sort of just like in casual clothes. But then you look at her socks, she's kind of got like these anchor black and white socks with like sneakers. Yeah, so she's got a bit of, yeah, I don't know. Like you look at Sarah on paper in Australia, you feel like, oh, okay, she's going to go early. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see some, I'd like to see her go far because there's just something about that. It's not even just the background story of that because, I mean, that's clearly that's, you know, imagine if Channel 7 was going Survivor. So, Jesus, they would milk the shit out of that. But, um, yeah, and obviously they must be on Channel 10. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd like to see someone like Sarah who just on paper you think, oh, you know, sort of a mid-40s woman who, you know, the mum sort of, you know, she's going to go early. But, like, I don't like that trope. Like, here I am talking about before looking at a person and judging them. I don't like that I see that when I see Sarah. I want to come out of this game and go, okay. I was completely wrong, and I shouldn't judge a book by a cover. So I'm being a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah, that's what, what I, I want from her yeah. too. And I hope she's given the opportunity. And and um, I do like seeing. I, I like her demographic, the woman in their forties, because um, I think they're a really complex um, character that's not often. If they do go far, you get to see the dimensions. But um, if they don't go far, you don't get to see that dimension. So I want to see more dimensions than just the fact that she's been in. That um, tsunami, which is hectic, um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll hear about that, but sure. I want to hear about that. She looks yeah. a lot like Laura Linney, uh, if you know who Laura Linney is. She does, yeah. She 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 does have that same smile, the eyes. The yep. um, Yeah, I agree with that. Now we've got uh, three minutes and 13 seconds left, apparently, to talk about Sean fucking Hampson on the Contenders Tribe. Now, I'm sorry, Channel 10. You've either just cast 10 champions and gone, fuck, let's cast Luke, and then gone, oh, let's swap someone around, or you've cast yeah. 11, can't cut anyone, and you've gone, oh, Sean wants to be on the Contenders Tribe. Um, I, I love how they've put in the bio, Sean was adamant that he belonged on the Contenders Tribe. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> former AFL player who is married to Megan Gale. Now, like, come on. Like, you've yeah. got a woman. No offence to winning Australian Memory Challenge, but, like, she should be on the Contenders Tribe because no one would know who she is. As soon as I heard the name Sean Hampson, he played for Carlton. He won a premiership with Richmond. I know who Sean Hampson is. Uh, so, yeah, no, he should not be on the Contenders Tribe. I'm excited to see him, though. I used to like him as a player uh, back when he played for Carlton. So I'll be excited to see how he goes. But wrong tribe. Come on. Yeah, it is a really random. I just think they needed someone else that was kind of like a, a, a physical kind of challenge performer i suppose but it's i'm just looking at news.com.au's little snippet the quote from all of them and he's like besides the fact that i didn't really achieve anything great in football i have a lot of determination and drive to still leave a mark i love this show and this is my chance odd quote considering didn't you say he won the premiership with carlin or i don't i, I don't maybe he didn't play in the grand final in 2017 um but he i mean he was he was on richmond's roster 
definitely in 2017 when they won the premiership. So um, he played uh, 63 games for Carlton and then, uh, oh gosh, how many? 35 for Richmond. So, uh, okay, he didn't crack the 100-game mark. You know, he certainly wasn't, you know, he wasn't Simon Black level of, of greatness. But, you know, I, I remember when he played for Carlton, like I always liked him. I think kind of he got a lot of publicity around the fact that when Andy Lee and Megan Gale broke up, it kind of, you know, Andy Lee's always joked that sort of like, oh, you know, Megan Gale, the only person that she was going to leave me for is a Carlton player because, you know, she goes for Carlton, so, as, as does Andy <laughs> Lee. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, maybe not a Simon Black level, but definitely still someone that, you know, most football player fans of, of Richmond and Carlton, I'm sure, know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, look, he's he's good to look at, and I think he's, he, yeah, he's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think he just does seem like he was just, like, put in there last minute for, for the, yeah, for the sake of it, they had an extra um, champion, and they're like, "Oh, but our tribe's full." So, yeah, to even out the tribes, that's why he's there. But yeah, not married, apparently only engaged to uh, Mingo, but they do have a child together. So called River River Gale. Does that not sound like a nice mixture of uh, weather? Uh, River Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> it's very natural, sort it of. Is. Um, outdoorsy sort of name, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that, Julian. We've got uh, 18 seconds until the timer goes up, so I'm going to stop that right now. Look, look, how did we go there? That's a bloody record. Um, Christmas miracle. Gone to to the days of eight-hour podcasts because, you know, we want to talk about... I mean, you only mentioned no titties were quitters once, so good job. Um, (laughs) Just, I guess, quickly, right now, put you on the spot. Who's the winner? Give me a winner's pick. Oh, uh, uh, it's going to be a... Look, I reckon it's going to be um, Stephen Bradbury. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. I would be down for that. I'm the unlikely winner. I reckon it's going to be a champion, so go Brads. Oh, look, I would love that. I, I'm I'm tempted to go with the champion as well. I, I kind of want to say Pia Miranda. I, I really want to say Pia Miranda. But, um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I am going to say Pia if it's a Pia. champion. Uh, and if it's a contender, I am going to go with Sam. So uh, look Good at me Sam. fail miserably. Uh, if and who would Sam be? I've already. Oh, it's the uh, <laughs> the amazing. amazing race woman. So you can't even remember on Australia's Survivor. <laughs> she was on another reality show. <laughs> oh lord! Yeah, like Sam is that a boy or a girl? Because yeah. it could be. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, as I said, we're, we're going to come back throughout this season, uh, probably spread it. We might only do like three or four throughout the season, but uh, look, we're going to get Julian, we'll get Linda back on. We're already committed to getting Matt on um, sort of along the way. And uh, some, too, I think. Yeah, some other people too, sort of, uh, you know, maybe some US people, uh, but even Zach, uh, sort of, you probably heard in our chat with Matt, uh, you know, talking a little bit about Zach and, um, you know, Matt put me in contact with Zach and Zach's very keen to come on the show. So uh, he'd be a fun one to get uh, on the show for the first time as well. Obviously, people like Andrew and Dez are always favourites. I'm sure we'll reach out to them um, and see who else we can track down. But uh, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing Australian Survivor when I eventually can catch up on the season five. But uh, bringing back a little of our local version, I guess, uh, you know, where we originate from. So, Julian, it's always a pleasure, mate. We need to do this more. Thank you very much uh, for coming back on the show. 
Yeah, great to chat. I uh, liked how impromptu little podcast last minute, like the cast release. So, yeah, looking forward to it and um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on season two, Ben. And everybody out there, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the channels, leave us some feedback. We appreciate that. And, of course, it's not just Survivor we cover. We've got plenty of other episodes coming out throughout the week that I know you'll enjoy, so stay tuned for that. But until then, thanks for tuning to the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time, and good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.